0: Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in The Boar's Nest. Listen now at audible.com slash The Boar's Nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in Hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers. (sighs) 785-833. When you became Keith Urban, I wanna roll through some number ones here. 2001, uh, your first number one, but for the grace of God. Let's hear a little bit of this.
1: The grace of God, I, I must born lucky
0: After the years of struggle on a label, to have a hit, did it feel like a relief or did it feel like this is amazing? Because there's a difference. Was, yeah. it, was it like, Oh, my God, thank you. Yeah. Or was it like, whoo, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah.
2: it All the above, it was surreal. To have a number one song in America was just crazy. I remember that day like it was yesterday. Really? Oh, my God! 20
0: years ago, you still remember it like that, your first Vividly, one? yeah, yeah.
2: I remember exactly the house I was at, what I was doing, who told me, everything, like, detail. Because it, it was too surreal. I was like, Number one, like the number one most played song on country radio in America. Truly? Really?
0: Did your life change is after it? that? After you had a number one? Since you could say it?
2: Um, I felt like, okay, now we got a chance to get some more music going. and um, The next single after that, I think, was Where the Blacktop Ends.
0: Which is weird because it peaked at, I was looking at numbers, it wasn't yeah. a number one? No. But that, to me, is one of the songs I think of when I think of you and your catalog is Where the Blacktop Ends.
2: Right.
0: Wasn't even number one. No. Which shows you not all number ones are career songs and not all career songs are number one songs. So true. Even in 2001, 2002. Mm-hmm. Did that song feel big like a number one song? Where the Blacktop Ends?
2: Can't remember that. That know. one you can't remember? No, I can't remember that. I mean, I, I remember making that whole album with uh, Matt Rawlings. And it was the first time where I was in a studio and having gone through all of the famous producers mm-hmm. and realizing none of it works for me it just i don't know what i'm gonna do um was a guy running Capitol records at the time called pat quigley and he was the president and i used every proper famous producer and none of it was working and i went into to pat and i said can i just i had just done a session with matt rowlings for somebody else the two of us were playing on it and i clicked with him and i really liked him a lot and i said could i just go and record some songs with this guy because I think he can put a good band together and we can just make a record that sounds good. And he went, yeah, whatever. Just It was very much that case of like, go do whatever you want to do. We're not that interested. You could tell. It was like, whatever. Just go and do... So we went and cut Up the Grace of God and like four or five songs. And I took him in and played for him. And he goes, that sounds good. And just finish the record out. It was no big deal. And we handed in the record. And it had It's a Love Thing and Want to Be Your Everything, all the singles that came out. Grace of God, Blacktop, all that stuff, um, and they put out Love. Th- it's a love thing, and I think I went to number eighteen or something. Like, not it's okay, pretty good. Uh, they put out another song, um, Want to Be or Everything, and I think it got to top five or close to it. And it wasn't, it was okay. Everything was okay, and then the label really focused on me, and they put out Grace of God, and it did that, and I could feel everything change after that.
0: Whenever somebody like you comes out, two thousand two, here's a little clip.
2: Yeah, I be sunshine, and
0: you. do you remember this one is vivid your second number
2: one <laughs> yeah you do okay everything about it recording it first time i'd work with dan huff um working out at sound kitchen at franklin and the, the, putting the putting the band together and the the set, the whole session i remember it so vividly because it guy, felt magical
0: does a guy like dan huff challenge you so uh,
2: I was going to do the next record on my own, um, Golden Road. And I had already done six, six sides of that record, including Who, want, Who Wanting Me. I put the band together. I chose the studio. I chose the engineer. I put it all together. And then someone said, you know, you should try and work with Dan Huff. And I went, no, I don't want to work with him because... And they went, well, he's a guitar player. I mean, I, I'm so not going to work with a guitar player who's going to tell me what to play. You know, I don't want that. I've been down this road before. And they're like, well, just give it a shot, you know. And I met with Dan. And this is a true story. And I, it really is a compliment to Dan. Met with Dan. I said, okay, I've got this one song. It's called Somebody Like You. That'd be a good one for us to start on. And I'd already been in the studio for two weeks with this band. We'd cut half the record. It was already done. And Dan says, okay, this song feels great. Um... I think we should use this drummer, and I already got the drummer. Well, I think we should use this bass, but I go, I got the whole band, Dan. I got the whole band. (laughs) All right, well, I like to work at this studio. I said, I'm already at the studio. We're going to be at Sound Kitchen. Okay, well, the engineer I like to use is, I already got the engineer. His name's Justin Ebank. And he goes, what do I do? And I go, you just show up. That's all you're going to do, show up, because I want to see what you do. I'm sick of these producers that say they're a producer, but really they have great engineer, great players. They don't do anything. I saw it again and again and again. I'm like, just show up. What the hell can you possibly bring to this session? I want to see. And he walked into that session. I'd been with this band for two weeks. He walks in and I literally could feel all the musicianship go up a whole other level. Just with him being in the room. He sat in the room. The band's playing a bit of somebody like you. And he goes, hey, Chris, just change that snare a little bit there. Okay, yeah, uh, leave that bass part out right there. And you play that bit over there and he, I watched him arrange this thing and the whole track just elevated and I'm like, well, damn, this guy's the real deal. He's so good.
0: When did the town start to treat you differently?
2: Tuesday. <laughs> it the um, same day. same <laughs> an answer. <laughs> um, I, I, I was already getting support from the town very early on, I think because of all those writing sessions, you know, and... When you write with people, word gets out whether you can really sing, really play, whether you know about country music, if you're legit or just some poser, really. So I think those sort of guitar pool sessions, at people's houses, going to the Bluebird, people knew I was I was for real.
0: I was watching some of your performance with her. I guess all of it for Tina Turner
2: for the oh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh wow! Um, yeah.
0: How did how did you do? How did you get called in to do that?
2: I haven't seen any of that yet. You
0: haven't? <laughs> no um what do you mean you haven't seen it you don't
2: watch do you watch your stuff no well i haven't seen that no but um
0: generally will you go and watch your stuff it depends are you one of the guys that after a live show you want to go and critique it
2: i, pro- I probably should do it more than i do yeah yeah it's always better when i get in there and care
0: <laughs> how how does a, a a rock and roll hall of fame invite <laughs> come with tina for tina turner
2: uh because Brian Adams couldn't make it. And they just called me up and they go, would you come and fill in for Brian? It's yeah, like day COVID. before. the COVID, right? Yeah. And that's why, yeah. It was, a, it was Thursday and Nick and I were going to the Bahamas and my manager calls me and he goes, hey, can you come fill in for Brian? And I'm like, you yeah, were going to the Bahamas on Friday. He's like, you, you, you didn't hear what I said. And I was like, no, I heard you. We're, we're heading off to the Bahamas. <laughs> and Nick's in the car and Nick's like, oh, I think we should do that. That sounds fun. But I think in my head, I'm like, this sounds overwhelming. I've got to learn a song in record time, a song I've never played. It's not really my kind of song. It's not my vocal range. It's not in my key. I'm so in over my head. You know, I was terrified.
0: You still get terrified?
2: Yeah. Wild to hear. Yeah, well. that, That
0: anything musically would intimidate you.
2: Yeah, to be thrown into something that's not really my zone especially in that place. I'm like, I'm going to be standing up on stage in front of McCartney and the Foo Fighters and they're all, you know, I picture them all like arms crossed like, okay, what do you do? What's your thing? And I'm like, well, it's not this. <laughs> this, is not, this is not it. <laughs> That's all I could picture in my head. When it comes to
0: collaborations as far as your career is concerned, what do you look back at and go, man, that one right there, we nailed it. You and who? Uh,
2: Collaboration wise, Yeah. You and who? Oh, so many. I mean, John doing crossroads with John Mayer. To this day, I just loved that whole experience with him playing. I learned a lot from him.
0: Really? You oh, learned from him?
2: Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. What did you learn yeah. from John Mayer? Um, to make the song your own. You know, I, you got to remember, I still came from cover band land, which John did not. And so John approaches it as a pure artist and makes the song his own. Because I remember saying to him, no, the verse doesn't go like that. And he's like, yeah, but that's how I'm going to sing it. I went, Right on. Of course. Yeah.
0: yeah. Is there a gamesmanship (laughs) when you have two people that are so, again, I'll just talk about the instrument for a second. So two people that are so proficient at their instrument, are you guys, do you feel each other out at first? Are you like, is he really as good as I've heard? Or is it, you know, because you've, you've heard for yourself, like on a record or on YouTube.
2: Uh,
0: And not John specifically, but anyone, you know, when you, kind of cross paths because oh, like I had that. room
2: for squares and we played mm-hmm. that record to death on our two of us um, so I was, I was a fan right from the beginning um, I love the conversation the musical conversation that happens and the most important thing for me is spontaneity it's it just you know you can rehearse yeah 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 but being in the moment and having that musical conversation with each other this is everything
0: you ever meet someone and you're like man it's gonna be awesome and then you're like man it's not really what I, not really as good as I thought or as as, and you know I don't want you to say who. some people don't
2: have a collaborative heart that's what it is. They don't have a collaborative heart for whatever reason. They just don't um, collaborate. They kind of they have that thing of well, this is what I do. So you do your thing. I'll do my thing. And I'm like, well, let's do our thing. That's what I'm here for.
0: On the opposite side of that, who have you collaborated with? That was, you were like, oh, well, I didn't expect it to be as warm and as a, a uh, just a friendly collaboration. But holy crap, we're in it. We're in it, and it's rocking.
2: Pink, I think, was that when we did one too many. Why? Why do you think you guys hit it off? um i think our voices go together really well and uh, i hope they would but you never know until you hear it but she was just unbelievably um uh giving with that whole project you know for a song that she didn't write to be giving so much of her time and her effort for the two you know we shot a video as well and then we shot footage which we can use in concert so we have her projected on the screen in concert that's all time consuming and she was just amazing.
0: Is it a, an issue whenever you're with an artist like that? Because they also have their own music and their own singles and mm. calendars. And when they want to put out their own. To get pink on a song, do you go, okay, well, maybe we can release it a single, maybe not, depending on what your schedule is. Right. I mean, is that something? Is that an issue that you deal with with other artists?
2: It's something you have to consider. Yeah, for sure. Because sometimes it's just the timing's not going to work, you know. Yeah, it's great. This single sounds really great, but we're not going to be able to release it at the right time.
0: This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Takovas is your next stop before attending your next concert. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring. You're talking about men's boots, women's boots, um, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, timeless style, always on trend, And Tacovas has first-wear comfort. Little to no break-in period. Like, it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, direct consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet, the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tecova's store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah. That's what the whole store basically is. Fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or like the smell of staff?
1: (laughs) I don't know. I'm sure they smell good there.
0: Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too. Regular live music and events, there is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com.
1: T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Tacovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. I was reading on the internet that you bowl. Are you some of the stuff I didn't know and could be crap? Are you a bowler? Yeah. Are you a good bowler?
2: I'm okay. How do I not know that? I, I don't know. We've never talked about it. Exactly. Or been bowling.
0: True, but where <laughs> did where do you where do you bowl?
2: I haven't bowled in a long time. It's just one of those things that I happen to be not bad at. Sort of out of the gate, It's that eye hand coordination that guitar players have.
0: You know your highest game? Is that what you call it a game?
2: Yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah. Um uh, you know, two hundred have an average two hundred and something. Really? Yeah. It's not great. I mean, three hundred is a perfect game, right? You but ever done that? Definitely could crack. No, but definitely could crack two hundred. You play pool? Yeah. You go to that? I think that's mandatory when you're from Australia. You got to play pool.
0: Is that a thing? Yeah. Very much. Like all the pubs, pubs that I grew up yeah. in, they
2: all had pool tables. Yeah. So a say, sign of a misspent youth.
0: Well, think about that though. You're <laughs> you're good at bowling. You're good at pool. I mean, is that you're obviously good at guitar. Which one made you good at which? Because you do have the hand-eye coordination there. It's right. Not, it's, it's not a coincidence. All no. of those are very hand-eye coordinated. Do you think being a good guitar player helped you be a good bowler?
2: I suck at, base- at um, basketball. I cannot get that thing in the hoop, so there goes that theory.
0: You True <laughs> or false, you were once a uh, road guitarist for a bit uh, for Brooks and Dunn? No. Never?
2: One of the many things on Wikipedia is not true.
0: I didn't think the bowling was true, I'll be honest with you. I right, expected you that go. to be false. Right, okay, yeah. Uh, so where does that story come from? Do you know?
2: Yeah, we toured with Brooks and Dunn in 2001, and I came out and played one song with them as a guitarist. And I think that then from then on, people you were a backup. Yeah, I was like the guy in the band. <laughs> well, what happened was we were going to pull a prank on them, and they had a guitar player in the band, Charlie. I've forgotten his last name, Charlie, and he had his hat down real. He had wore a hat, wore it down super low. Had this like leopard print shirt and everything. And during the tour, I was thinking, I could probably masquerade as, I could probably pretend to be him, and the boys wouldn't even know. And so during one of the shows, Charlie slipped out the back while he was playing. I already had the same clothes on, slipped right out and reclaimed his spot on the stage and played an entire song And then in the middle of the, when the solo happened, uh, Kix goes, Charlie! And I ran down the front and was shredding right in between Kix and Ronnie. And it took a beat for them to realize I wasn't But they did realize it eventually. So I think that was where this rumor got started.
0: (laughs) What's like a Tuesday at your house like? And I ask that because you and your wife exclusively are superstars. When you're together, I feel like you're kind of normal. Right it's 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 a weird situation, yeah, like, like when I see you two, if we're in an event or something, I feel like as a couple, you're quite approachable individually, it's different because I feel like I know you and I could just come up to you, yeah, but individually, I would say you're superstar Keith urban, and she is superstar Nicole Kidman, but together, it's almost like a normal husband and wife, and I've not seen that vibe with any other couple, mm. usually, it's different, it's like they're much more uh they're, they're much less approachable together because there's so much right. more power there. Huh. But it feels like you're a normal, normal married couple at home. Yeah. Is that true?
2: Yeah. You'd be do our house. It's like super normal.
0: I saw her tell you once that she was going to stop and get some milk. Right. And I was like, you do that? What do you mean <laughs> you're going to get milk? Yeah. Shouldn't someone be flying that in? in like a-
2: <laughs> <laughs> Flying the cow in? <laughs> be, how- be rock and roll, is <laughs> how
0: how How do you guys maintain... What do you focus on to try to have normalcy in a life that is abnormal?
2: I mean, look, love, genuine love, and, and genuine gratitude for what we get to do. Nick has it, I have it. And I think uh, it's, we were both raised in a similar thing too. Australia's really, Australia has a thing called a tall poppy syndrome. Every Aussie knows about this. And it's if you get too big, in the, in the South, they'd say when you get above your raisin, right? They cut you down. You get cut down. The
0: poppy seed plant is another one. The tall poppy gets cut. There you go.
2: Mm-hmm. So that's it. So it's the, uh, it's the tall poppy syndrome where you, you don't last very long if you're strutting around with this crazy ego in Australia. You get cut down so fast. So you just are always down to earth. You're either down to earth or you're out of work. It's one of the two. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's put us in a really good place to have a good life because of it.
0: What are you grateful for with her as a person? How does she make you better? I'm and I ask this from a personal, uh, just personal place because I've never been married. I've never, Mm. I've never even told anyone. I hadn't either. Right? Like I never. There was no. I didn't know how to love until now. No. Because I think you know, as you talk about the trauma from your, I I struggle with a lot of that trauma until now and still am, but have found someone. But what is it about her as a human that you appreciate so much that brings a different side of you out that hadn't
2: been exposed yet? Um, she really loves genuinely loves and has real empathy, compassion, caring, and love like I've never never experienced before.
0: Do you ever watch her act and go, holy crap, that's so good? Or do you see it all the time where you just expect it to be great? No,
2: I'm amazed at it. She's so good. She's so good. Yeah.
0: And I don't know anything about acting. Sometimes people will say, ah, so-and-so's a bad actor. And I'm like, ah, all, all looks the same to me. Yeah. However, yeah. I was watching... On Hulu, what, uh, Nine Strangers. Nine Perfect Strangers. Watch the whole thing. She's, right. she's so good in that <laughs> that you then go, okay, that's good acting. Like she, And she is nailing these series. If she's in a series, I'll watch it. Right. It's just to that point now where if your wife is in a series, even if I don't know what it's about, the history yeah. of poop,
2: all right, that's, I'm going to, that's her next series. I'm going, going to watch it because she
0: has showed that she's awesome in these
2: things.
0: <laughs> do you do you talk about projects with her? Does she talk about projects with you and do yeah. you go over them together? Like, should we do this?
2: Yeah, yeah, because we have to talk about scheduling and where it is and is, how's this going to work. And then, of course, a lot of the times reading scripts with her. You know, this the, uh Being the Ricardos, which is the Lucille Ball film that's coming out. Uh, Aaron Sorkin wrote the most amazing scripts, And just getting to read these scripts is something that is... God, it's surreal.
0: You read with her
2: uh, sometimes, yeah.
0: You ever want to do that? You ever Especially
2: want to- some. No, I have zero interest in acting, like none, zero.
0: Does she ever hear a song of yours and go, eh? It's okay.
2: She doesn't have to. I can tell. <laughs> you can. <laughs> but look- here's the thing that's more important, and you may be able to relate to this. i realized that whoever I play a song for, and I've had you at the house, and I've played you things before. What How you react that song tells me a lot about the song. But what tells me more is how I feel playing it for you. Mm. I've learned so much about how I feel about playing somebody a song, whether it's you or whether it's Nick. Because, you know, she may go, oh, I love that. And I, inside I'm thinking, I did until I played it, and I'm not feeling so good about it now. So I want to figure out what's going on.
0: What is your relationship with singles, EPs, albums? Because... It's a new land out there. Yeah. It's uh attention spans are different. Sorry, what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it is getting that way, right? Yeah, so how are you feeling these days about 12, 13, 14 track albums? Why are do you see you changing how you're you know doing Keith Urban distribution of music?
2: I think, I still like to think it comes down to quality. The quality of something. Cuz people go, "Oh, people want shorter this, shorter that." And I'm like, "Only because a lot of what's out there is just not great. It's okay. It's not great." And it's not great because it's having to be churned out at such a fast rate now because it's content, 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 quick. You have it with your show and you, you're trying to maintain a level of excellence with this often unrealistic demand for the amount of it.
0: You're trying to walk a line. Always. How can I
2: give you the best most? Exactly. That's exactly it.
0: And I'm, I yes. miss a lot because sometimes I do most and sometimes I do best, but I often don't get it right at the same
2: time. And I think we're in this a lot in our society right now. The speed of everything and the, and the demand for more and more and more and more. Quality takes time. Not always, but most of the time it takes, it takes a beat.
0: This festival and concert season will be all about the Boots. T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah. Tacovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted, audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. alongside a full ensemble cast audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution one woman one time one place the boar's nest sue brewer and the birth of outlaw country music listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest hey it's bobby bones i just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the kids at saint jude saint jude's been leading the way in the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of childhood cancer Your support means that families never get a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food so the families can focus on helping their child live. And that really hits home for me because I've been to St. Jude many times. I've hung out with the kids, played music for the kids. I was in the hospital a lot as a kid. Now, I didn't have cancer, but if it wasn't for people stepping up, I don't know that I would have been able to go and stay in the hospital and be taken care of. So that's why we do this, take care of others. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. When you do this, you'll get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. So join all the doctors and researchers, you know, and me, in this fight and just text the word Bobby to seven eight five eight three three. It's only six numbers, but text the word Bobby to seven eight five eight three three. Do you feel pressure from, at this stage of your career, labels, managers, like, hey, let's go. We need another something from you. Or are you now, like, guys, you'll get it when you get it.
2: Yeah, I've never felt that. I've never felt, uh, I will say, my record company, Capital Records, who I've been with a long time, I've never, ever felt anything but support for for what I do. They've never given me, like, dragging the record out of my hand, demanding this song or that song, ever. They've been amazingly supportive.
0: Do you need a teleprompter ever for lyrics? You've got so many number one songs. Mm. Do you ever need a reminder of words. Do you have to refresh or are you just there?
2: Yeah, refresh it if it's going to be an old song. But uh, it's I have a sick memory for lyrics of songs. It's crazy.
0: You bring up I, I brought it up but we talked about it with Ronnie Dunn who I've oddly become friends with and we're opposite in many ways but I mean, we were te- we were texting last night. Like that's he's uh, there's a big picture when you walked into this guest house, he sent over to the house of like a bowl or something that was laying on the counter. Right. But Ronnie has and I don't think he would care if I shared this. He has someone in his ear the whole time, right? On a microphone, yeah. Side stage, right. Telling him every lyric to every song, yeah. and He's had it for a long time. Uh. He's just like, I don't want to forget, and I don't have, I don't have a good memory, right? So they're like, out in the country, out in the country. I mean, they're right in there. <laughs> That's excellent. <laughs> I mean, voice of an angel, but holy crap, <laughs> he, he can't remember words. That's or a anything. high
2: pressure gig for the guy in the ear. It is, it, right? and
0: it's, and it's a yeah, very much so. Yeah, but y- you have it all there for the most part. <laughs>
2: boy he'd want to be on good terms with that guy, wouldn't he?
0: It's like Ron Ron Ronnie Don't up?
2: yeah Ron, Ron Burgundy Ron Burgundy oh, you yes. could, he he could like, get like, Burgundy San, San right, Diego real quick up the Prompter there <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the the new single
0: and then I do want to get back to the tour uh, but the current single is Wild Hearts. Uh, let me play a little bit of this for you) I kind of have a relationship with every songwriter on this song, which is pretty cool. Oh, good. Eric Pasley's a dear friend of mine. Yeah. Um, Jen Wayne. Yeah. Same. She's in, now she's in a group herself. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Runaway June. Runaway June. June. There it is. Brad Tersey from Old Dominion. Yeah. How does this room come together, or was it a room that came together?
2: It didn't come together. I got sent this song as a finished song. Two verses, chorus, done. And uh, I got pitched the song, um, from Roxy King, and um, I heard it, and I was like, mm, and I don't know, it's just, I like the chorus, I don't really, the rest of it's not pulling me in, and so I passed on the song. And then about two weeks later, I woke up one morning singing this chorus in my head, and I'm like, what is that? That's that Wild Heart song, it's something really special chorus i listened to the song again and i went man that chorus is so freaking good but the verses don't say anything to me and so i called the writers and i said would i said would would you mind if i rewrote the verses just to make it more personal because it's such a personal song it's you know following your dreams i'm like well what about what you know what was my dream journey from australia to here and they sent me the track without anything in the verses and i just rewrote the verses
0: that's pretty cool. One that they would go, yes.
2: And I said to them, I said, I'm a writer, so I get this. First of all, I'm, yeah. never, I'm not one of these guys that's going to be like, I added the word the. Right. Give me 50%. Right? I've Right. never been that guy. Um, and I said, you guys have written a top song. It's top to bottom. It's finished, right? If you can pitch it and someone wants to cut it as is, please do that. I'm not asking to dismantle your song if someone else wants to record it. But if you are okay, I, if, and I can rewrite these verses and they come up the way I think they will, I'm definitely recording this song. And God bless them. They let me do that.
0: The North American tour, the Speed of Now World Tour 2022. Uh, the tickets are on sale now, keithurban.com. How long do you think? You have another 10 years of doing these really high energy shows in you?
2: Uh, I don't even think about that. I mean, just the next year, just the next show. Good. Next I, show, I mean, right?
0: I, I, I'm injured. My, my whole body's still injured from my Nat Geo show.
2: Right. Yeah, I bet.
0: So now I think about it. Things in terms like, could I do another three seasons of that show? And I can't. I now understand I can't.
2: Yeah, my, I have a hurt wrist, hurt shoulder, hurt everything. My tour is not that show. Let but me your you. tour, I'm telling <laughs> you. Nothing is that show. Your,
0: <laughs> you're mad, man. Your tour is, it, it again, is the most energetic show I have ever seen from a superstar who doesn't have to be that energetic because he's already a superstar. And I mean that in the most complimentary way. Right. You could go out and just put on a solid show and be Keith Urban and people would be blown away. But you don't, your hair is on fire for no other reason than you live that your art is your hair being on fire during a show.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I only know one volume to get out there and play at. There isn't, I mean, if it's real passion and the audience knows it, they're like, that's legit. That's a guy surfing on the wave, not thinking about it, but it's really happening and I can feel it. It's, it's true. It's in the moment.
0: Do you lose yourself in shows?
2: Definitely. Yeah, it's, it's a perfect balance of being completely present and completely lost in the moment all simultaneously.
0: Do you ever – sometimes I'll drive and I'll get somewhere and I'll be like, holy crap, I don't even know how I got here. Right. Like subconscious has completely taken over and then I feel unsafe and I'm like, you're telling me people are driving. And then I start thinking about other idiots who are doing what I did, not thinking and driving oh, yeah. places. Yeah. But does that ever happen in a show where you're three songs later and you're like, dear God, how did I even get here?
2: no, no I mean, maybe, no, no, not really not even a moment, I was thinking about a moment in a song um, no, because I, 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 I don't know, I'm just super present but I'm also thinking, I'm taking a multi, multi-processing, right, which I think you do extremely well on your show you're listening to me, you're checking that out, you're thinking about other things you're probably thinking about some other things you've got to do and it's all multi-processing all at once and you're totally here as well.
0: I feel like I'm completely present, but I think I'm good at being present while, while also delegating my mind to do other things mm, at the same that's time. That's a good
2: way to put it. Yeah.
0: What do you say on that yeah. microphone when you walk over that nobody hears? You know the little microphone when you're talking to it?
2: Oh, right, do you, yeah. have, do you have one of those? Yeah.
0: What do you, what do you, when you walk back, if it's four <laughs> songs in and only your guys on stage can hear you. Because for those that don't know, some of my friends that have them call them, uh, we'll call it a, a, a B mic. Right. Rhymes with the word rich. I'll be like, we're well, talking to the rich, Mike. Right. If you're going to that microphone, what are you saying in the middle of a show?
2: Why would the mic be called that? By the
0: I don't. Way? No idea. That's weird. But that's what. It, that's the only thing I know it as.
2: Right. Oh, that's weird. I've never heard that expression.
0: Yeah. Oh, you haven't? No. Oh, Okay. Never uh, heard that. Well, I don't say it, but <laughs> that's um, crazy.
2: So we stole it from Kenny Chesney when I was on tour with him, and I saw he had one. and I'm like, well, that's perfect because everyone's got in ears, uh-huh. and you can actually talk to everyone. But aren't you worried it's going to get out over the top? No, you're not at all. Not that Mike no
0: what do you say is it like hey guys we're gonna switch songs yeah. or we're gonna play in a different or on my throat hurt like what
2: it could be me- something to my guitar tech could be something to the monitor guy could be something to the band it could be something to security it could just oh, be really like oh, you yeah. see
0: something out there for sure security has ears in and they can hear
2: that uh, i know that it's going to get to where it's got to get to mm-hmm. if maybe not directly someone will relay the message but, yeah, if I feel like there's just heavy-handed security at a place, not letting people have fun or anything like that, I'll make sure it gets taken care of, definitely.
0: This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Takovas is your next stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited-edition offerings this spring. You're talking about men's boots, women's boots. Um, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition. Timeless style, always on trend. And Tecova's has 1st wear comfort. Little to no break-in period. Like, it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, direct consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet, the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tecova store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah. That's what the whole store basically is. Fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or like the
1: smell of staff? I don't know. I guess I'm sure they smell good there.
0: Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too. Regular live music and events. There is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. T-e-c-o-v-a-s.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah.
1: Yeah. .com.
0: Tecovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson, I was in the hospital a lot as a kid. Now, I didn't have cancer, but if it wasn't for people stepping up, I don't know that I would have been able to go and stay in the hospital and be taken care of. So that's why we do this, take care of others. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. When you do this, you'll get this awesome new, this shirt saves lives shirt. So join all the doctors and researchers, you know, and me in this fight, and just text the word Bobby to 785-833. It's only six numbers, but text the word Bobby To 785-833. Of all the things that you do as we wrap this up, one of my favorites is when you, and I haven't seen it in a while because you haven't been on the road as normal. No one has, right? When you do those videos with the police escort behind you and you're like, thank you guys, it's been great. (laughs) Like, I love the blue light video at the end of the show. Right, (laughs) that's funny. So much so that there have been a couple of times where, you know, we did a, we've done a couple of shows. We did a festival and I threw a festival in Texas and we had like four or 5,000 people and we had to get out and I was like, hey, I want to get that blue light like Keith Urban because I got to get that shot. Right. So you're inspiring me in ways you had no idea.
2: Ah, that's great. It's much better to have him in front of you than behind you. Let me tell you.
0: I I would agree with that. I've
2: spent way more years with the opposite. So this is nice.
0: Mike, anything that I've missed (laughs) that we need to address with Keith before he leaves? I think that's everything. It's daylight savings time, just about, so it's getting darker now, and so yeah. it feels like it's midnight, so I'm, I'm a little tired. Kind of run through it here. Uh, anything you'd like to say, Reed? You're a massive Keith fan. Reed is my video guy. I am a he's been looking fan. He's been looking forward to this, oh, man. this whole life.
2: Oh, my
1: gosh.
0: So, Reed, Thank this is you, your Reed. one shot with okay. Keith. Is there anything, take a deep breath, All right. that you'd like to ask Keith? All
1: right, Keith. <laughs> I don't know. All I'm thinking about is uh, when I first started learning guitar, my dad... Got me your uh, Golden Road DVD that had all the music videos on it. Mm-hmm. And I would stand in front of the TV, and I would try to mimic and try to learn learn the songs, and it was god-awful. But I remember that moment, and then I got the pleasure of going to your show. I think it was in Dallas like three, no, maybe like two years ago. And uh, my girlfriend got me the tickets, and, and, of course, you were out in the crowd running around. And um, you came up to us, and I can just remember my... Uh, my girlfriend just going keith keith well, that was probably me actually <laughs> but um yeah so yeah those are just the moments that came up to me but wow I'm just a huge fan man I, thank you so much huge fan
2: how's the playing coming along
1: oh it's it's good yeah yeah you still good playing yeah. yeah yes sir i good. um I, I love songwriting uh mm. i don't do a lot of playing shows or anything but um i love to pr- produce my own music as well and, and and write songs so great yes sir yeah there that's we have it.
0: Hey, an emotional, an emotional moment here. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll, I'll mention this before you go, too. I, as we were walking out of our wedding, we played God Whispered Your Name. I, oh, after, I, I, wow, I, the, man.
2: Thank the,
0: you. The writers, uh, or one of the writers, saw me out. I was getting some ice cream with Caitlin, and he was like, you guys played God, When God Whispered Your Name at your wedding. And I was like, first time I heard Keith sing that song, I was like, that's it. Like I felt that. That's one of those rare songs in my life where I was like, because when I heard it the first time, I thought, if I can ever have this in my life, that's it. And then when I met my wife now, I went, this is that song. Mm,
2: mm.
0: Like, the, it was the songwriting, it was the delivery, it was the texture, all of those things together in that song. I remember thinking, man, if I ever find this, because I heard the song before, I knew her. Mm-hmm. But when I met her, and I was like, oh, this is when God <laughs> whispered your name.
2: Mm.
0: Wow. And it's one of those few moments where a song just You're kind of
2: super romantic punches you in Love the it. gut. I, you really are. I th- yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. I mean you, got, you got married, and you love that kind of song. And yeah, yeah. Dan and Shay played at your wedding. Yes. How yeah, cool!
0: And they. It, the funny part about that was, my wife and Abby Smyers are really close friends. Right. Dan and I have been buddies for a long time, and I was like, "Hey, look." You get, they're like whatever you want we'll play like yeah. Dan was like we'll play. you didn't even ask us like yeah. we'll play whatever you want and yeah. I think they expected us to pick one of their songs because they have a hundred love songs they have, yeah. they have the best love. but yeah. I didn't yeah. I picked a Beach Boys song
2: <laughs> oh what song did you pick
0: uh Forever
2: I do not know that song when
0: every word I say will make you laugh I talk forever
2: um wow. Dennis Wilson wrote it
0: I do not know that song Jesse and the Rippers later did it
2: on Full House Dennis Wilson wrote it mm-hmm. the drummer mhm
0: wow and they crushed it and for and amazing. they I'm did is
2: check that song out they now. put
0: it on a they gave us a file they recorded it as well as a wedding gift to us right and gave it to us it was awesome amazing and what was cool was even Ronnie was like hey well, you don't want anything for your wedding like I can't get you anything what do you mean to sing and I was like mm. that's the greatest gift ever mm. so he sang Neon Moon it was awesome oh my goodness it was awesome wow You're,
2: how did he remember all the words
0: I worried too <laughs> I said do we need to get that mic for you over on the side we didn't. He knew the words though. Had the cell phone up yes. his ear
2: the whole time. All
0: right, get tickets. They're on sale today. <laughs> uh, Keith Urban, the Speed of Now World Tour, 2022. They're up. Go see him. This podcast, this show, is heard in all kinds of countries. So all obviously North America, but all over the world. Um, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it and maintain. Same the as you. Energy. I
2: love what I do. I love what I get yeah. to do. And truly, it's a. I. You know, some people go, oh, it's a gift every day. It really is. And, I, and I'll finish with this because i think it's what is what it's all about is i went i was born with the addictive gene i went to three rehabs in the span of three in the span of eight years My first rehab was 1998 my second one was 2003 and my third one was 2006 and it took what it took for me to finally get sober um and that journey brought the deepest, deepest level of gratitude for what I get to do. That I don't know if I ever would have gotten that gratitude level without that journey. I think when you come close to losing all of that and then it gets given back to you through grace, in my case, getting back to me, I I was like, I'm never going to take this for granted ever again.
0: Does it make you a more giving person? Going through, because for me, I have found that growing up, a poverty kid, and someone who's been through those struggles with addiction, mm. secondary, that affects me and how I treat other people. Mm. Do you think you were two different people before and after your final run, your your final time in rehab?
2: Very much. Yeah. And yes, I separate the person from the addiction. Definitely. You,
0: you are known as one of the nicer guys in town, just generally by people, like Keith Urban is the nicest guy. Were you known early in your career as that guy? Were you always just completely dialed into the human aspect of people? Because I, now you are and you're known for that.
2: Well, I like people. Yeah. I, and I like collaborating. I, I love, yeah, I love people. I've always loved people.
0: You've always been a nice guy.
2: I've always, I think I've always been um, bridge builder. I'm a bridge builder. I'm an entertainer. I, you know, I think I was the, um, I was the, I was the, the, the peace person. You know, if you have an identity in your home, I was, the, the bridge builder between my brother and my father always trying to kill each mm. other i was like Interesting. i'm going to i'm going to be the one that keeps the peace here and i think i've carried that into my life
0: all right go to a show listen to the music keith urban thank you great. always good to talk to yeah, you yeah good to talk to you too there he is keith urban everybody it's awesome